0: Thank you, Stephen. It's great to be back. I'm going to touch that one. Here it goes. Wonders of technology. It's great to be with you again. It's uh, absolutely wonderful. The First thing I want to do is say thank you. Well, first of all, I want to say sorry from my wife. My wife isn't able to be here. She's teaching. So many people in the first services, where's Lynn, you know? Uh, <sighs> She's teaching the youth in the church, which is our spiritual home, King's King's Church, Ivor. So she sends her love. And uh, she'll be back one day, I promise. But I want to say thank you. Thank you to Gold Hill. I owe so much. Many of you don't realize it. But I, oh, I was so blessed when I was here. I was pastor for almost 18 years. And... uh, made lots of mistakes, I cut my teeth here into all sorts of ways, but it's here that I believe God gave me a global vision, of global mission, of what it is he wants to do. You know, when you retire, ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do with my life? And while I was at Gold Hill, God began to, to prepare me. Because while I was, because of the generosity of Gold Hill, I was able to go to Cambodia, I was able to go to India, I was able to minister in, uh, in East Africa, I went there five times while I was here, um, I went to China three times to work, it was incredible to work with them there and to see God at work right at the sharp edge. And... Uh, I'm just so grateful to God, for the generous people who came up to me and said, said to people like John Grillo, oh bless, Laudano was at the first service and I shared this, you know John Grillo came up to me and says, Keith, I can't have an Italian accent, I'm sorry, Keith, he says, huh, when you go overseas, just tell me, he says, I give you the fare, it wasn't that they wanted to get rid of me. I don't think, <laughs> but I tell you this, in 2014 when we went to Peru, when we went to uh, Nepal with a whole team from this church, Helen Poole as she was then, Helen Beach, uh, she came with us and, and there was a whole team that went and uh, there I met a young doctor in the Green Pastures uh, Church, Anne, oh I think of you and your son's ministry. In Nepal people like him gave me a vision of what you can do and I I worked in this uh, Green Pastures Hospital for lepers for a few uh, uh, just a few days really but there I met a young doctor who is now the leader of our center in Nepal heading up all the work of Langley Institute of Ministry in Nepal Uh, and he is still um, surging Uh, A surgeon for two days a week in the sticks in Nepal but he's doing a fantastic job for me anyway I must get on to what I am meant to be teaching you is that right should I or not (laughs) Uh, you know the subject I've been given today and it's fantastic subject because it's what we're doing in Langley Institute of Ministry it's actually preparing the body the Church of Jesus Christ for works of ministry That is the role of leaders. Let me read. So Christ himself gave people gifts. He gave people gifts into the church. Apostles, missionaries, apostles, prophets, those who foretell the word of God, who particularize the word of God for a particular situation, enabling people to get a vision of what God's purposes is for them. Prophets, uh, pastors, teachers. All these people gifts that God releases into the church are to not do the work of everything, not to do the work of ministry, but to enable the body, the church of Jesus, to do the work of ministry. Isn't that exciting? That's God's purpose. You know, the Lord wants us all to develop in maturity. That's the goal. And when we've done that, let's get out of here. Let's go to glory, you know. (laughs) Let's get out of here because that's what it's all about. God is preparing his church to minister here. And at the right time, he says, right, let's go. And he'll beam us up and he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And I want to be there for that. There's no greater thing that you can ever imagine. In fact, you can't imagine it. It's so good. Paul says, you know, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. It hasn't entered your wildest dreams, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. So dream on. But there's bigger things that God has got in store for you. He really has. And it's not over. Not till the fat lady sings. No, it's not over till God says it's over. Meanwhile, we've got to get involved in doing the business. So... Uh, Let's have a look. We need, yes, of course, we need anointed uh, uh, leadership that is appointed and anointed, anointed and appointed, or you're disappointed, and leaders who are anointed for the role, the task of equipping equipping the church. Now, there are two components to this. There's a leadership component, and there's a church uh, body component. The leadership component is... We've got, a, we've got ourselves as leaders, we really got to know and love Jesus. You say, well, that's, that's flipping obvious. Of course, of course it is obvious. But it's not always the, the deal, is it? It's not always what happens. Because we get used to, some of us are more in love with the ministry than the Lord. Jesus first. Jesus first wants us to love him and pour our lives out to him as leaders so that we can be involved in getting others. If we're not enthused, if we're not envisioned, how can we expect the body of Christ to take us seriously? So, we must know and love God and know God's vision. We don't get that on the cheap. We get that from getting close to him, getting close to him. By the way, just, Seth, when you get back, can you please tell your dad? I was so blessed by your dad's ministry while he was here. I really was. You know, there were people like him that were so catalysts in my own formation. People like, is Rachel Popley here? I don't want to embarrass anything, but, you know, Kevin was such a bulldog for Jesus. He really was. He used to say things to me that were thoroughly disturbing. He said, he said, Keith, you can tell everything about a man by looking at his diary and his checkbook. In the old days, remember when we had checkbooks? Anyway, he used to say, you can tell that. But people like this were, were agent provocateurs. They disturbed our peace and said, come on, think about this. I love it. I love people who disturb us. For God. Comforting the disturbed and disturbing the comfortable. Where were we? God's goal for his church is leaders to be like that. To use our gifts, to teach and to train, equip everyone to love the Lord, love this vision and want to be part of it. What's the second component? The second component is, I didn't think of another word for this, membership compliance. Members that say, yes, I'm in. Know God's vision. Make the response of saying, count me in. I want to be part of this, what God is doing. I want you to teach me and to train me, to envision me to be joined up with God's purposes. Because you see, this is what the word means. How do you get it done? This word equip in our reading today, Ephesians 4, verse 11, 12, 13, the word equip is the same word that's used a surgeon would use for repairing broken bones. When I was much, much younger, I had a motorcycle accident, broke uh, my leg in several places. And when they found me on the roadside, they had to, they had to. Pull my, ro- my leg out. Sorry, this is too much information. <laughs> but, but the bones had been disconnected. They were separated. They were broken. Now, the work of ministry is reconnecting. Reconnecting you and me into God's growth purposes. That's what God wants. And this is a message I want to suggest to you. This first scripture I want to use is a message to the broken. It's a message to those who have been in pain. Who are hurting from things that have happened to you. And the trouble is, pain often causes us to move back. To move back. Instead of integration, it wants us to move back. Why? Because you want to avoid more pain. And because maybe, because of that brokenness, we are limping. We are limping. God has a message for you today. Whatever's happened to you in the past, and as I look out on this sea of faces, I know. I know that some of you have been desperately hurt in the past. God is in the healing business. And he heals you through these ministry gifts. He heals you as you come to him. And seek his vision. His wonderful healing purpose for you. When you get hold of that. Guess what? The broken ends come together. And you can begin to start walking again. Walking and loving. And wanting God's purpose what's the second the second uh, the second picture this is a message to the fallen because you see in in uh, yeah, it's galatians 6:1 this word restore look if someone is caught in sin you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently it's the same word in the original katartismos It is bringing back broken ends. You see, the trouble is, when you and I sin, in other words, when we make wrong choices about meeting our own needs, that's what it is, meeting our own needs outside of the purposes of God. When that happens, we become dislocated from the growth, from the life, from the vitality of the church. And so it's easy for us just to stay back where we are, in the shadows. And we think, no, I can't possibly know God's purpose again. I can't possibly be where God wants me to be, to be used again like it was. I've got news for you today. God is in the restoration business. God wants to restore, to heal, and to bless you in a way that no one else can. He's done it for me, done it for me, not just with my leg but with my heart. I've been broken, I've been hurting, hurting, sometimes through my own disobedience, sometimes because other people have been idiots around me. God is in the healing business and he heals you. As you come to him, as leaders, you know, Jackie, was it last week we are talking about the prophetic gift? The prof- how important the prophetic gift is. God speaks his word, his powerful word into your life. Not like some heavy shepherd. God isn't like that. It's soothing and healing because it restores you into the main stream of God's blessing. So, what's the third one? listen, you might say to me, I'm not, not any of these. I'm not broken. And I, 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 I don't regard myself as having sinned and been dislocated from God's purposes. Listen, this word is for everyone. Because in Hebrews 13, Hebrews 13, verse 21, it says, the God of peace, yeah, I've left out, you know, the great shepherd of the sheep, okay? Equip you with everything good for doing his will. This is bringing the saints. That's code for Christians. Okay. Saints. Say I'm not a saint. I'm not dead yet. That's an old. No that's not what the saints mean in the Bible. It means those who are redeemed. Those who are, who are in love with Jesus. Those who have been forgiven. Rescued from darkness. And put into his purposes. So bringing the saints to a condition of fitness, to discharge their function in the body of the Christ and the world. That's what God wants. And it is to prepare you and me for works of ministry. To do where we are gifted, to be located in our spiritual gift, in the body and outside the body, for the glory of God. God's purpose. Simple, isn't it? Simple. And the trouble is, when we're dislocated from the life of the body, the church, who's speaking into our lives? Apart from the stuff we get on television or YouTube and stuff like this, and, you know, all the rest of it, Facebook. and That is informing us. God wants us to listen to him. And love him more and more and more now that's exactly that's exactly what we're doing I've been asked to say a little bit about the work that we do uh, in Langley Institute of Ministry is uh, a way of teaching people the Word of God we've got students um, all over Asia and Africa now which is really exciting and my roles, particularly as one of the leaders, is to mentor. I've got over 56 leaders um, leading in 10 countries. And I mentor every day. I get up early and I'm mentoring my leaders, our leaders in Langley Institute Ministry. And they are teaching or facilitating the Word of God right where they are in centres throughout Africa and Asia, which is very exciting. Let's give you a little bit of an update. Um, Beginning of August, we had 4,400 students, uh, which is so exciting. But while we were in uh, East Africa, we had an East African summit. Um, A colleague and I, um, Mark, we went together. He's a director of Langley Institute of Ministry. And we went together, and uh, we had... 2,500 were graduates. All graduates of our students graduated. It's incredible. They graduated, and so then we went down to 1,900 students, and uh, and now our experience is that at every graduation there's an intake, there's an influx, like giving blood. You know, it goes out. You miss it for a while, but the body makes it up. And we find that after every graduation, there are people that want to come on board. I want to I learn about Jesus. I want to love Jesus. I want to be taught how I can serve Jesus. That's what Langley Institute of Ministry is all about. So this is Mark, our director. Mark is God's gift to us. You know, he designed and built um, uh, hydroelectric engines for BMW and Tesla. And now he's building multi-million pound companies, uh, car building companies. And so he's still involved, but he gives us two days a week. It's fantastic to have someone who feels called into ministry like this. And it's, he's a wonderful addition to the team. Um, so this is, this is the countries we're working in um, from... yeah. Uh, from india we 've got India, Sri Lanka, uh, Bhutan, Bhutan, Pakistan, Nepal, and the lower row is of course Uganda, Rwanda, Tanzania, Angola, and kenya we 're working in these countries, and it is so exciting to see the way the Lord is, is blessing. Blessing our ministry. And what we, what we do is, we're not just teaching the word of God, jest. we are teaching the word of God and seeing leaders come alive to their purpose, their mission purpose. We're also, we're also um, helping them to sustain their ministries. Because often the churches are so poor, they cannot support a minister. So so we are, uh, so we have sustainable ministries like sewing machine projects, uh, growing uh, uh, plants or um, breeding goats and chickens all over the place. We try and do this. And uh, the need is great. The need is great. So I'm going I'm to share with you finally some things for prayer. Could go on and go on, on for a very long time. But I've never been so excited in my spiritual life. And I'm excited because I believe I'm in my thermal. You know what I mean by a thermal? An eagle that waits, that can just spread his wings and rise up! Because he's in his thermal! And he can rise high and do amazing things. I'm not necessarily doing amazing things, but I'm so excited in doing what I'm doing. I wouldn't be doing anything else on Earth. Nowhere else on Earth. I love doing what I'm doing. And you can know the same. Just get down on your knees and say, Lord, what do you want me to do with you? That's a daring prayer. But I tell you what, he's not going to kill you. He's not going to hurt you. What's the worst thing that can happen? Hmm? You may make a few mistakes, but when you're doing the will of God, it's perfect for you. It's using your gifts to reveal his purposes. To bless people, to encourage people. When I was at Gold Hill and I got involved in global mission, I was spoiled for anything else. I was spoiled for anything else. So, Stephen was right when he says, I was refired. Is that what you said? Re- Re- retired. retired. Well, I'm refired. I'm refired. Without any doubt, I'm refired. and and I'm so excited to be doing what I'm doing. Brothers and sisters, don't settle for the good. Please don't settle for the good. Settle for the best. Settle for God's best for your life and go for it. Whatever the cost, it may be Maybe odd. You go and see your leaders and say, you know what? I had a strangest thing happen to me yesterday. In my, I've asked God to, to wake me up when he wants to talk to me. And it's, it's so good to be woken up at four o'clock in the morning, still out of bed, and just creep into the lounge and listen to what God's got to say to me and speak to him. Oh, now you think I'm really weird. God hasn't really spoken audibly to me yet. Still waiting. But he speaks through his word. And as I speak to him, I just sense—I have a gut feeling—and and I feel that God is speaking to me. So all these things I need. You know, yesterday I had a, how long much time have I got? One minute. One minute. Great. That's all I need. Yesterday I was speaking to Senior Chaplain Peter in Kenya. He looks after 23 prisons in Kenya, and all the prison service, have invited LIM, Langley Institute of Ministry, to go and get involved with them, giving them teaching, Christian teaching, into these prisons. We're starting with 10 leaders, and we're training 10 leaders. Um, Now, because we're accredited, we can offer certificates in theology, diplomas in theology, bachelor of theology degree, and bachelor of ministry degrees. So, we are training leaders, and we want to train these leaders of, of prisoners in, uh, in Kenya and uh, you see the African nations have now said you can only pastor in a church if you have at least a certificate in theology ha ha hallelujah we've been born for such a time as this ah. thank you Stephen come on I've got to shut up I'm sorry I'm going to pray for you Keith Hallelujah. (laughs) Father, thank you that there is so much fire still in Keith's heart. Fire for you, passion for you, and making you known and releasing leaders. And I pray, God, that this next next year, this next season, will be even more fruitful, even more blessed than uh, the seasons since he retired. Jesus, reach more people with your good news. Raise up more leaders. Train them and equip them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.